God's story has far more capacity to bring transformation into our lives than any well-crafted modern story, because it is the greatest story of all time. Why then do we persist in presenting the Bible as the manual for life? This is Trav Johnson with the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. You can follow us at accessstory.com or you can follow me at travjohnson.com. Well, welcome to a session that I'm particularly excited about, how filmmaking changed my view of the Bible. Now, this isn't a podcast about inerrancy, inspiration, or textual criticism, but about how our metaphors of the Bible represent or misrepresent the story of God. So the question I have is, what is your mental image of the Bible? And you might have responses in your mind, like it being leather-bound, you blow the dust off it, or it having gold-gilded pages. But I'm not talking about that literal response, but more of a metaphorical one. By association, what picture comes to your mind when you think of the Bible? Now, the most common metaphor I've heard is that it's the manual for life. Now, when I think of a manual, I have this memory of how we cool our house during the hot Australian summer. I think of the time I was bent down over the evaporative air conditioner that sits on our rooftop, and I had this epiphany as I was bending over in the 38-degree heat after playing with the control panel and circuit breakers for half an hour and then pretending like I knew what I was doing and taking some of the unit apart. It became so clear. I should probably look at the manual. And the manual could tell me of the air conditioner's design, it could tell me of the potential problems I might encounter and the best way to efficiently keep my family cool. It's full of helpful information that any air conditioning technician will get excited about. And it was, admittedly, the one thing that brought resolve to my hot weather problems. However, as good as the manual is, I reckon I've looked at it three times in the five years that I've had it. Once, when it was installed, so I could set up the controller right, and the other two times was when something went wrong. Now, you might be able to see where I'm going with this, but the Bible is more than a manual for life. If this is the way I treat a manual, and then I use that same picture in describing the Bible, then how can I expect people to be motivated to read it outside of their setup or outside of their troubleshooting phases in life. I'm becoming increasingly convinced that if our understanding is only that the Bible is that it's the manual for life, then this might not only be unhelpful, but culturally it just does not make sense to us. I'm convinced that a more helpful way for us to think about the Bible is as the screenplay for God's story. The process of filmmaking has changed my view, my metaphor of the Bible. As I unpack some thinking in this podcast, I invite you to consider whether this is a helpful way to communicate the role of the Bible to an emerging generation, and also to consider if this is a helpful way for us to interact with the Bible ourselves. About eight years ago, I went to a 10-day film school. And to be honest, I was kind of out of my league with some of the folks there, but I learned so much being around them. I came away feeling better equipped in the opportunity of making short films for storytelling. But better than that, the time gave me an insight into the art 
of filmmaking and how it can serve as an excellent paradigm for understanding God and his story. The first thing to realize is that there are so many levels to this art, writing, producing, directing, the art of cinematography, acting, audio, editing, not to mention the myriad of roles on a film crew and then the response of the audience. And this multiple faceted nature of filmmaking alone attracts me to the notion of seeing the Bible as the screenplay of God's story. But the three key levels of this process are what's most helpful. So the first level is the screenplay. And this answers the question, what is the story? Another level is the shoot of the film. And this answers the question, what can this story look like? And the third part that I'm thinking of is the edit. This answers the question, how do we best tell this story? And there are some immediate objections that arise in my mind if the metaphor of filmmaking is used for the story of God, especially around our understanding of screenplay and editing. So stay tuned as we think through this and help me deal with some of these objections. My perception of a screenplay is that it isn't worth much unless it's exceptional. And even then, the final film may not look like anything like the original script once the director, actors and editor have all kind of gotten to it. And I'm no movie producer, but I imagine the average producer's desk will have a high level of screenplay traffic. Everyone thinks they're an awesome writer and that their idea is what will change the world or make lots of cash at the box office. And so the producer faces the unenviable task of finding the one masterpiece that stands out from the crowd. And that's my stereotypical perception of a screenplay. It's usually not really worth that much. This changes, of course, if the producer herself is an outstanding writer or director. Then the screenplay takes on a whole different priority. In this scenario, the one who writes the story brings a creative genius to visualise and direct it and the capacity to see the project to completion. And so when I think of the Bible as a screenplay, I don't so much see it as one of the many offerings that floats across a producer's desk hoping to be noticed, only to fall into the hands of a director who shows no concern for the original intent of the author, and a producer who is more than willing to sacrifice artistry on the altar of marketability and consumerism. No, This is the screenplay that all of the industry longs to be a part of, written by the writer of all writers, who knows how this story should look, how it can be told, and how he has the capacity to see the project through to its ultimate completion. A film shoot can be a complex and pressured environment, but if done well, it's an excellent example of a team working together to see a dream come to fruition. A good shoot assumes that a whole host of things have come together, mostly initiated by the director. There's a lot more to directing a film than what I first thought. My impression of the director was just being the one who sat down on set and told everyone else what to do has, has pretty much been blown out of the water. You see, without the vision of the director, there's no film. The quality of how this story is told is dependent on the director's dream for the project. And there is a specific progression of events that take place for that dream to be realised. 
And the progression looks like this, pre-production, production, post-production. So in pre-production, there's script selection. It's the director's responsibility to firstly identify a script that's going to work. And there is much to be lost if the uh, script that is chosen is no good. There's also the script wash. Once a good script has been chosen, the director then needs to read, read, read it until it becomes a part of who they are. They understand the characters and what motivates them, how the flow of the story will work and how it can be broken down into a storyboard, then shot lists in conjunction with a cinematographer. And alongside of this comes things like casting, location selection, wardrobe, music, etc. And all of this is pre-production. Then there's production. And here the director needs to ensure that the story is told well, the right shots are taken to tell it and to coach the actors according to how the story needs to be told as he's envisioned it. The shoot is where all the elements of pre-production should align and all the elements for the next part of this process are gathered, that being post-production. And we'll speak about that in just a moment. Consider the story of all creation. And how the one who has written the screenplay is not only the main character in this story, but is the director as well. He's done all the pre-production, ensuring that all the elements align for the shoot, the production. And God's story comes to life as the players deliver their parts on set, trusting themselves to the director's vision for how this story will look. Sure, it might be argued that the characters in in, in the Bible, and indeed the characters in this story today, that being us, aren't just actors in front of a camera, but real people living real lives. But nonetheless, the metaphor of God as our producer, writer, director is far more helpful than the author of an instruction manual. So where do we fit in this analogy? Could it be that we are the editors? Now, here's where we can run into some trouble with this metaphor. Not because it doesn't have merit, but if we don't take the time to undo our typical understanding of this concept of editing, we quickly fall into heresy. Uh, There are people who love editors and people who hate them. And I'm no politician, for example, but I would hazard a guess that political leaders have found themselves at the mercy of news editors on more than one occasion. In the realm of news reporting, there is certainly a stereotype of editors being the key players in not letting the facts get in the way of a good story. So a clever editor can make anyone seem like they're saying the opposite of what they've actually said in context. If this is our only understanding of an editor, and we call ourselves editors in God's story, then we're in big trouble. And ironically... We add ourselves to a long list of heretics who have done the same thing throughout history. However, if we pick up a more credible picture of the place of someone who edits the shoot of a great film, then we might find ourselves in a more inviting space, a space where we have all of the work of the shoot at our fingertips and the screenplay in front of us and the director over our shoulder coaching us in the best way to tell and retell this story to the people of our time. Editing is more than just cutting bits out to suit our agenda. The edit is an integral process in the telling of a great story, finding the best way under the supervision of the director to engage our culture with the story that is before us. If this is editing in its pure form, 
then we need to freely step into this role and tell God's story. A good movie has the potential to be a transformational experience. And when a much-anticipated release is premiered, people flock to the cinema, not just to be entertained or to grab a, a great piece of merchandise, but to enter into an experience and to perhaps walk away having their view of the world and life changed. Story has always worked in this way. We love to be able to enter into another world, and more often than not, we come away from that world back into our own as changed human beings. God's story has far more capacity to bring transformation into our lives than any well-crafted modern story, because it is the greatest story of all time. Why then do we persist in presenting the Bible as the manual for life? My contention is that it is far more than that. This is a story to be experienced and embraced and retold. We have unprecedented access to the screenplay of God's story. He is the greatest ever writer, producer, director, and he is intentionally including us in the ongoing retelling of this story and mysteriously incorporating us into his plot as it continues to unfold. So I wonder, what is your mental image of the Bible? You've been with Trav Johnson on the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. Remember, follow us on accessthestory.com, or you can catch up with me on travjohnson.com.